another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Joining me this evening, I've got a punk band who's been a band for a very long time. Uh, they've got uh, uh, last record out. It's called Not My Tempo. Came out uh, uh, April of last year. Um, am I right? Yes, we sold probably five copies. So, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> folks. <laughs> sure. Well, I know you guys are working on new stuff, so I'm excited to talk to about that. But uh, really excited to just have them uh, on the show to drink some beers and have a good time. So uh, I'll let you guys uh, introduce yourselves and what you play in the band. Uh, Tony, you can start. All right. My name is Anthony Schwader. I play bass. <laughs> Hi, Anthony. <laughs> I'm drinking. Oh, here's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking um, gin, uh, watermelon, Arizona water, and at the bottom there are mandarin oranges, and they're 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 accepting the the alcohol just like me. That's a, that sounds like a great concoction. <laughs> I like the mandarin oranges. It's a nice touch. Um, so do I. Thank you. Yes. Um, and I'm cleaning my nails, so sorry. It's probably disgusting for a lot of your viewers, but oh, it's okay. It's I got to get done. I had someone cutting his toes. Uh, oh. You better mean toenails. Toenail, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's there's people doing their own shit. I'm so no worries. Uh, okay, Tab, go for it. Hey, I'm Tab. I do vocals uh, and singing in the band. Both. Both. And in, in true uh, holy shit fashion, we're all hungover from a Packer game yesterday. <laughs> that was the game. Great. Yeah. It was great. great. Really good. Yeah. Better than last week. True. <laughs> um, Andy? Yeah, I'm Andy Junk. Uh, I play a guitar, and you are an alcoholic. <laughs> And then um, Eric. Hi. My name is Eric. I play drums. Nice to have you guys on the show, boys. Um, it's uh, been a long time coming, so cheers. Um, Eric, what do you got there? Uh, which way is the camera? I can feel that. It's Evan Williams whiskey and... It's actually Jameson today. Ooh. The Piggly Wiggly on Capitol doesn't have Evan Williams. So Jameson and Diet Coke. This is a cup from the Moog factory in Asheville. How cool is that? Look at that thing. That's pretty neat. <laughs> there you go. That's an artifact. Um, fantastic. Um, so uh, how are you guys' days today? Um, pretty rough. <laughs> I mean, just just because uh, hangover wise. Yep. I made it to work on time, but uh, I, I'm just fine. I, I, Great day. I pulled the plug about ten thirty a.m. Went, <laughs> went back to Elena's house and fell asleep. <laughs> nice. I'm doing great today. I just book uh, I just booked tickets to go to Hawaii. I'm pretty excited. That's exciting. What uh, what are you gonna do there? Fuck around. Whatever they'll allow me to in this crazy environment. Hoping to travel to some uh, some warm weather uh, climate so I can hang out outside as much as possible. There you go. It did uh, it did snow a little bit today, so I imagine that was a nice little uh, 
kickstart to get the fuck out of here soon. Yeah. Tony, how was your day? My day was uh, uneventful. It, it, it really, I just woke up and I had a headache. <laughs> uh, so I, I went to the liquor store and um, uh, ever since yesterday, I, you know, uh, we, we got word that, that we'd be doing this and I'm like, we, I don't know, we all messaged and I'm like, I don't want to be on, I, I don't want to be with, uh, with all y'all while doing this because it's going to look really weird and we'll have to draw the camera way out. And so we, we had some discussion about that and came to this weird arrangement and uh, I don't know. I feel great right now. It, it, when I woke up initially, it, 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 the world sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very hung on. <laughs> but I'm happy for my Packers. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, look at it this way. I mean, this is a – it's a decent configuration compared to, like, if uh, if we were doing it in person. The way it would go is you guys would be all crammed on one couch. Which I hate. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. we will do this. so instead uh, you get to you know uh sit in uh tab's kitchen there and uh tony you're you're uh, you didn't have to leave bed so fucking rules yeah hell yeah hey um i want to ask a question when 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 this is broadcast um are all pictures uh open at all times or is it just who's talking no, yeah, it's just who's talking. It, it's it's that Zoom. Okay, that that's awesome. Thank asking, you. Asking for my friend Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey, we got you covered. Uh, yeah. It's just audio. Oh uh, no, it's uh, it is uh, video as well. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I, I I've liked doing it over Zoom because none of us have to go anywhere. Um, it's a lot less mental prep, so. Anyway, uh, what we talk about here on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so um, the first time I saw Holy Shit was at Bremen Cafe a little over a year ago, I want to say. I remember I had just gotten off work. I was still soaking wet from the dish room at Company Brewing. And uh, really loud and uh, fun-ass show at Bremen. Um, yeah, and I learned a... a, a a little bit more about you guys as a band and so you've you guys have been a band for almost two decades right getting pretty close there uh yeah let's just look at the anniversary of 9 11 that's how we can how we can count because we started like that day more or less the first <laughs> show much, yeah i know that the first show is november 21st there you go yeah of 2001 <clears throat> I think. Mm-hmm. yeah it was 2001 so we're yeah, we had a couple of practices. We crammed in a couple of practices uh, for that show, and uh, after that, it was, you know, off to the races. Yeah. Well, uh, shit. Also, I wanted to say, um, you had said something about um, uh, doing dishes at the the the, the um, where, where where were you coming from? Company. Yeah, I used to do dishes there when it was called. Uh, Oh, what the Don't fuck? Fly. Notebook? Don't fly. Yeah. Don't fly. So, so, yeah, we, we before we talk about the band itself, I'd love to hear a little bit more about you guys as musicians and like when you guys kind of all individually started playing. Right. So, uh, yeah, finger quotes. Um, Andy, we'll start with you over there. Um, so, so how, how did you uh, 
Tell me about when you started playing music in uh, your life growing up. Oh, um, oh. I played uh, trumpet in um, band in like fourth grade. It was actually my a hand-me-down cornet from my brother. Um, I got uh, no, go grab my, my first guitar. <laughs> I got my first guitar <clears throat> when I was like 15. I think I nagged my mom for it. She ended up buying me like a, a Stratocaster, like Squire Strat. And it was so terrible and hard to play that it pretty much uh, ruined the appeal of playing guitar for me. Because it was like, if this is what it's like, then screw this. I don't want to. So actually, I didn't. It was like reverse inspiration. And uh, then I picked up a bass and played bass um, for, I just kind of taught myself how to play a week before I joined this band with this guy called The Lookers. Um, it was a band that previously existed and they had kicked out their bass player. And uh, it's like, oh, we got a show in a week. All right, shit, I guess I'll learn how to play bass. Um, he actually just quit. Maybe yeah, him out. all right, well, okay. His name was Ira. His name was Ira. Yeah, so I started playing bass, but then um, I, after the Lookers, I was in a band called The Fragments with Eric. Um, I've never not been in a band with him. They've all overlapped. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Except Knuckle Puck. <laughs> oh, that's what? pretty, that's pretty cute. cute. Oh, Knuckle Sandwich. Knuckle oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying I've never not been in a band with I'm not saying I've been, because there's bands I've been in not with you, but there's not been a period oh, in my life. Oh, before. Since I started playing with Eric is what I mean. You're right. It was, it was Knuckle, Knuckle Sandwich, sandwich. That's what it was. and then and then uh yeah bands with Eric so um yeah yeah we we wanted to start a hardcore band I just got a guitar and learned how to play it real quick awesome Dope. All right. oh yeah uh Eric how about you uh, my first band was basically the Lookers with Wendy Norton that's been in like Plexi three and shout out to Wendy yeah whatever other bands you want to name um. We were in high school in Merrill. No one else lived it. Like, it sucked. <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah, it's like north of Wausau, 14 miles. And we would drive over to Green Bay for shows, and that's where I met everyone else. Um, I was actually just talking yesterday about how we worked at East Bay and <laughs> thought we had this, like, killer scam to talk to each other on the phone and not work. It's like a mail order sports catalog. <laughs> it still exists. Yeah, it still exists. It's owned by like Adidas now or something. <laughs> but like, yeah, they figured it out. We got fired. Yeah, this is like before we could all, you know, text each other or talk on, you know, yeah, it, fucking whatever. So it's like a way to talk to Eric. Pre-cell phone <laughs> shit. Yeah. We were scamming work. PBS message boards, pre-MySpace. Yeah, you know. yeah, we were in that band, Lookers, the Lookers together. And like Eric lived up in Merrill. I, I lived near Oshkosh. Um, and so that was like, that's like two hours, two and a half hours in itself. So we met in Stevens Point to practice. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And then, you know, like, it's been a steady, steady onslaught of whatever. Like, <laughs> I, I can't even count. Yeah. It's probably like 50 bands or something. <laughs> yeah. And it's been the same people over and over and over. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, I got you. I have a lift downstairs. I'll screenshot it later. It's ridiculous. Yeah, let me know. Uh, Tab, you're up. Um, very first band I was in was uh, called the Supervillains. I mean, we changed names a couple of times, but that's the, the one we ended up sticking with. Um, 
basically we were growing up in outside just outside of green bay and going to shows at concert cafe in green bay all the time it was an all-ages club that was uh did regular shows during the late late 80s they started no mid 90s mid 90s yeah and i started going there around 2000 2001 no 1999 and then so they they did a earlier than that what had to be yeah, I dropped you off in front of your parents. Ninety six or ninety seven, like nineteen ninety eight. I'm so old. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time ago. Yeah, but I know I remember that they did regular cover shows around Halloween, and uh, me and my friends decided that was what we wanted. That was our foot in the door. It's like if we started uh, or if we did a cover set, then we could get Beach a voice. Yeah, it was a, so we learned a bunch of Beach Boys songs, really poorly, pop punk style, and uh, the best we could do. We were all learning our instruments for the most part. So, yeah, but we did that, and then hasn't stopped ever since then. Um, and I still played with a bunch of those guys in, um, well, I guess just one, in Phylums, which just just recently broke up, but. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you very much. Oh, uh, Tony's uh, breaking the the peanut butter and crackers out. That's a underrated snack. Yeah, creamy. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take take myself off a of mute there. Yeah, no, you're right. It's um, it's creamy. And, and this is Jeff. This is Jeff Creamy. Yeah. Okay, creamy. Um, if it was crunchy, I'd have to kick you off the show. No, no, hold on. What's UPC ben. code. What's the five, UPC five one five. Five one five zero zero, but uh, now hold on, Ben Slowy. I'm on to you, you fucking creamy lover. <laughs> yeah, I like I, I like my cream. I like cream. Uh, <laughs> listen, do you remember the magazine Cream? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, then you're in my club. All right. It's okay that you like creamy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tony, right. uh, tell us about uh, your music and shit. All right, so. I'm a little older than these guys, a little bit, not much. Um, but I first met them through the concert cafe, um, that, that that club that the, those guys were talking about. And, um, uh, the, you know, the All Ages Music Club. And I had, I had been in, in many bands before uh, even meeting these guys. Uh, my first band was called Pedro Lopez and his Flying Sombreros, yeah, Flying Sombreros, which would not fly today, uh, obviously um because of just like you know it's kind of a racial thing um then it turned into pedro lopez and his hovering sombreros because we kicked a few members out um but that was just like the first thing that we did in green bay and you got to realize this is a diff a little bit of a different time back in like 93 um so uh <laughs> nowadays i'm not really proud of the name but uh we that was my first original like i wrote songs for that band and it felt great I got a bass guitar and it was fucking awesome. Um, you know, I, I felt like I was doing something. I like, um, I, 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 you know, I, I listened to like The Cure and Ministry and Nine Inch Nails. I was, I was kind of a goth kid a little bit, an industrial kid. And like, awesome. I was writing songs too. And it was fucking great like that. What's that? The option. The option. The option in Green Bay. Shout out to anyone who's watching this. 
that knows about the option in Green Bay. But also, yeah, the option in Green Bay and Concert Cafe in Green Bay. Green Bay was an anomaly back then. It was incredible. Um, bands would skip Milwaukee to come to Green Bay. So I met these guys. Um, and uh, I had said to Andy, hey, let's start a fucking hardcore band. Because we were talking through AIM at the time. And uh, that's kind of the origins of us. And I don't know, like, holy shit's probably the eighth band I was in. Ninth or something like that. Well, and we played in a band before, holy shit. That's right, the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, that that's, that's, yeah. that was like a rock, straight up, like, 4-4 four, four rock and roll band, and it was fun as fuck. Hell yeah, that, that does sound fun. I'm just trying to put myself in that era, you know, like... Right. The it's era hard. of landlines and VHS. <laughs> and BBS and BBS boards, and yeah, like what like Eric was saying, like, it was a really different time. It really, it, it was incredible. Like all, everything about culture was different. And yeah. there's a lot of worship of that these days too. Like, you know, looking back the nostalgia, a lot of it was good. Oh, actually, you know, a lot of it was bad. <laughs> well, I think about the way people promote shows these days and, you know, social media is such a, you know, a catalyst tool to do that. But back then it's like, it's a lot of like that ask a punk or like I imagine flyers yes. served a much bigger purpose than they used to. The first the first flyers that Eric and I had made had both had our phone numbers on them and directions to the show. Like almost every flyer back then was I think, ridiculous. I think my I was first gonna say one, the same thing. I think my first one had the exit number for Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was way more informative back then. It, it, because cops cops didn't know. They didn't give a shit. Also, it's a bunch of rich white kids. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, (laughs) five people there. (laughs) Yeah, core fuck you, Eric. Yeah, so uh, so you guys like so you guys all kind of like essentially so. Tadman and Tony are originally from Green Bay. I'm originally from Winnie County slash Oshkosh. Oh right, okay, okay. But you guys all kind of like Green Bay was like sort of like the meeting coalesced. Yes, wasn't for Green Bay. Yeah, it was Krush. In our formative phase, cruise. The three of us lived. The three of us lived in a house together on the east side of Green Bay, called the Blank House, and did did basement shows for a long time before we got shut down. Put a bunch of tapes under that name too. Yeah. yeah, blank tapes records. We did a cassette label like when CDRs were all in vogue for bands. We're like, screw that, they suck. So we kept making um, tapes. We, we made free tapes that we, we recorded over a shitty Bible. Bible cassettes that we got for free from a Bible ministry from Texas. And we put out like 20 different releases. Yeah, we, we had basement shows in Green Bay at the Blank House. Um, after we all, like, after Eric and I moved to Green Bay, lived in the same house um, along with Tabman, um, eventually, uh, that's, we, that was our whole mission. We want to come, we want to move to Green Bay and have shows in our, our basement because there's so many awesome bands coming through all the time and there wasn't even enough room for a concert cafe to accommodate them all at that time so we're like all right we'll take these bands that you know are fine with playing for a donation at the door at our basement show and then eventually yeah there's a long ass story around the place getting busted and i i ate a lot of shit for it um, we we could get into that if you really want to at some point um but let's talk about some other shit first. <laughs> yeah, there's fair enough. You you well, can literally talk to us for like ten hours, and we'd ha- we we would have stories about everything. So, oh, how did the actual conversation of uh, holy shit starting become like 
how did it how did it kind of form how did like the whole conversation start andy andy you want to take this or should i it was uh it i mean like it was the aol messenger thing was part of it i believe right but yeah Beyond that, I mean, I, I I know I had a discussion with Eric about wanting this kind of like an 80s inspired hardcore band because we were really getting into that shit at the time. You know, it was like Green Bay had an awesome, had a, had a solid like, you know, garage punk scene and like pop punk scene or whatever. But really in the early 80s, it had a solid hardcore scene and we love that style. But no, it felt like it was kind of untapped. I mean, there are, there are definitely some people who get pissed off at me saying that, but I at, at that at that period like the stuff that we wanted to play wasn't really represented we saw a void and his band was good yeah well which would push it well yeah i mean but that's not the, the stuff that we wanted to play you know it was yeah. like it wasn't quite represented so it's just like um we had just at that time at that started time, so to get it i mean you know I, i'd always been a fan of like minor threat and like early seven seconds and then you know, tons, tons of early 80s hardcore bands and suburban mutilation from Green Bay. And then we had recently, I recently picked up this, this weird compilation, um, bootleg compilation of like maybe seven or eight full seven inches of early hardcore bands called uh, World's Finest Hardcore. And it had like really red, um, seven seconds. Neo's Necros. The Neo, yeah. Um, uh, Queer Pills record. Yeah. That's Angry Samoans, big name. So it was like, th that one in particular was really inspirational because all those records were so expensive and hard to get at that time, so we'd never heard them, and all of a sudden it was like, whoa, shit. United Mutation. Yeah. So that was kind of an inspiration, and, and then I'd thrown up, was, was uh, chatting it up with Tony in uh, AOLIM, and that's that's how I saw it, yeah. Tam I, 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 I want to say, yeah, Tam. We got we to gotta include Tim in this because he was the only other oh, um, um, yeah. um, a potential member of Holy Shit ever. He's Even though Ryan Portango wanted to be in Holy Shit very badly. Uh, Tim Triplett was like, uh, from the start, it, it was like, um, I, I had actually remember him saying to all of us uh, that that I should be the, the lead vocalist. And, 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 and I was like, uh, well, I know I would be a good one. Um, all right, say it. I don't care. But then, like you guys, I remember you guys saying, "No, no, Tabman has to be the vocalist. That's the way it has to be." And I'm like, "I'm fine with that. I don't care. I wasn't the one nominating me." So, <laughs> but yeah, our friend Tim Triplett was initially going to be a second guitar player. I barely remember it even being a conversation. I also don't remember that. Like Tony's coming over. We're going to try this out and see what. And that was right happens. around the time we saw like, um, like Hell Nation. Um, in Chicago too, and like the Chicago Thrash Fest, we started going to those like '90s uh, Chicago and Minneapolis like Thrash festivals, and that was also a, a super huge. Yeah, when Gordon Soli motherfuckers set that garbage can on fire. Yeah, that was the shit. <laughs> and they tried to move the show to like this warehouse on the south side, Chicago. and we got there for about twelve minutes, and the cops came. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wasn't there for that, but uh, I'm jealous. 45 minutes across Chicago to go try to keep this show going. 12 minutes. Done. Wow. That was awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah that was like at Loyola. The college, yep. Yeah, it was that at Loyola. Was yep. They set a garbage can on fire, and the, the people, the higher-ups, were just like, 
what the fuck is this? And you're just like, get out of here. Right away, like, there's so many bands that were supposed to still play. Like, what happens next? Like 12. Nine Shocks There's like 12 bands that were still supposed to play. Got to play. Yeah, they've never seen punk rock before. That's the thing. Yeah. You can't be punk go to Warola. It's like you're talking about punk if you're my pet. When did you guys, um, like, officially all land in Milwaukee? 2003. All? Tony was later. Yeah. We came first. I think it was 2002. No. It was one year after 9-11. So it was the end of 2002, right? September of 2002, and then he came. Yeah. yeah. I came in, uh, uh, it was two, at the end of 2005. I'd actually moved in with Andy there. Right. Um, and... It, there was actually a year, and I believe it was the year of 2003, where we didn't really even, we weren't, it was nebulous whether or not we were a band. Um, and this was par for course at the time, you know, form a band, two years later it breaks up. I think we and tried twice. Yeah, I, I, I did my best to try and drive from Green Bay to Milwaukee for shows, but there was just a time where it, it, it didn't, it didn't fucking... What's the Viagra story, dog? What? What about the Viagra story? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, sure. I, I, I can expound upon the Viagra story. <laughs> all right. This is, this is sometime in 2004. The Indiana podcast. Yeah, no. All right. Uh, that, I was wondering why you guys are smiling. I didn't hear you. Um, the Viagra story. Okay, so this is this is after we decided to become a band again. After the nine-month hiatus or whatever, like the nebulous, it was cleared up that all of us very very much cared about the band. And we should uh, continue forward. So I was driving down to Milwaukee a lot. And uh, I had also seen my primary doctor for the first time since I'd become a functioning adult. And you got to you gotta realize at this time, I was probably 26. I don't know. Uh, a long time ago, you know, almost 20 years ago or <laughs> whatever. Anyway, I'd seen my doctor and I'm like, I want to try Viagra. I'm just going to tell my VD. So like... <laughs> I go into I go in there and he's like, "Oh, you're experienced. You're how old are you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, I just uh, it just won't work sometimes." And he's like, uh, "Okay, I guess." Uh, he, he he takes this um sample pack of Viagra, six of them, and he gives it to me, and uh, so I'm like, "Oh hell yeah! Now I get to try Viagra." And um, at the time, I I wasn't seeing a partner or anything. So, like, on the way to a holy shit show, I decided to crank all six of them uh, right before the drive. Oh, Jesus Christ, Tony. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, I've always been a man of excess, you must, you must realize. Um, and, and so, <laughs> about 30 minutes passes, and I realize that my, my, my member is so rock hard. And it, it hurt. It hurt. It was throbbing. It sucked. And my cheeks were flush red. And it it got to be so bad that I jerked off while driving. And then after that, I it 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 I I, I got so tired. I got so and it wasn't from you know the, the post-orgasm, you know, sleepies, but it 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 just forced me to go to sleep. So I had to like pull off into a um into a rest stop, not a rest stop, but just like a any exit. And I, I pulled out to the side on the, on the on the gravel, and I just went to sleep for 15 minutes because the Viagra forced me to sleep because too much blood was happening or something. I don't I don't know. <laughs> and 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 let me tell you, throughout the nap, I still had a boner, 
And then, <laughs> and then almost all the way down to Milwaukee, I still had it. And it, <laughs> oh my god! And and I would get easily excited throughout the night too. So it, <laughs> I've never <laughs> taken Viagra since. Um, but I do know it works. It's not a. It's not. It's not, it's not a liberal scam, folks. It it, it does work. Yeah. Well, uh, thank, thank you for I, thank you for sharing that, Tony. Um, I know uh, you didn't ask for anything like so that. So that was that was a year. Yeah. Like basically, <laughs> we we didn't want to move away from Green Bay, but because of that aforementioned situation where the cops busted our basement shows, like I kind of felt like it was the red carpet being rolled out, and we had already had a um had a solid like milwaukee was a no-brainer to move to because we had a solid foundation um of friends down here we 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 were coming to coming to and playing uh basement shows and all asia shows down here for a solid you know handful of years um so it was just like it was a pretty easy move pretty easy transition but tony uh tony was about like a year year and a half later um and yeah. we just pushed his arm too hard you know but but eventually it was like kind of a natural thing for him too, you know. Like yeah. I was all the friends ended up, you know. It wasn't just us. It was like a lot of the scene. It was a huge, like we. It's a bummer. It was a mass I mean, exodus. Yeah, it was it was the city that fucked over the 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 scene in Green Bay. Um, I mean, there are still scenes always been cool up there, no matter what. I mean, it has its leaps and bounds, but like there's just a solid foundation up there of of towny punks that will keep it alive forever and i'll always admire it is such a special place in that way. yeah right. yeah for sure um, at that time there was like there was like a, a really good amount of people here yeah that were doing like, in particular like the guys in the modern machine shrubbers yeah. and Coles. yeah all the, those guys were like and, they're all gone and, now like they were the ones that inspired us to like and, and they, they were kind of our safe passage down here and then s single <laughs> it, like bit by bit, they all moved away now, <laughs> except except Fenway. But Jim is going back right now. Yeah, Jim's coming back. Hell yeah! Wasn't that? A, yeah, it was you guys, and then um, wasn't it like Aluminum, Not I, and uh, If I Had a Hi Fi? Those yep. are they're also yep. from Green Bay, and they yep. Hi Fi is from Oshkosh. Started up in Oshkosh. Yep, yep. Yeah. If I had a Appleton, Oshkosh area, where I'm from. I knew those. I I had a DJ Zine. When I was in high school, it was called Yop, and the issue had um, R2D2 with a boner that trading card on the cover of it. <laughs> anyway, he was a total nerd did did a nerd punk zine that I uh, I got when I first met him at Blue Moon and Nina in like '94. Yes, but yeah, I think not. I if I if I holy shit, we're just just because they we were we all played shows in Green Bay and started up kind of up in that scene, and we're all still bands to this day. I think I think it's very very important that we do tell the story of we've been dancing around the story here uh, of, of 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 the blank house getting busted and and this is a very integral part of of our formation. I think you should just tell it. I, I, can, it won't... I suppose I can. Yeah, go ahead. I can simplify it as much as possible here. Um, so you already know we had a a place that Eric and I had shows, um, and you know it was. It was awesome. You know, we were able to, to have donation only, all ages shows, no alcohol. Um, sure, on the flyer um, or whatever, but like no no alcohol, underage, whatever. Um, and well, you know, they, they they weren't keg parties. They were fucking shows. You know, that was the whole idea behind it. 
and I would post, you know, we'd make flyers and it was public and people, we weren't trying to hide anything. What we were doing was totally fucking legal. And I ended up uh, publicizing them on the like rock and roll high school or concert cafe message board at the time. Rock and roll high school is what concert cafe became at the end of the, the, one, the last year that it was already struggling after the city kicked it down. I suppose I should mention that Concert Cafe, the reason why it was crippled is because the city of Green Bay um, were trying to kill it. And they passed, they were threatening to pass this law, which would not allow ins and outs. And they would have to shut down at 10, 8, 10 p.m. on weekdays, 11 p.m. on weekends. And we all just saw that as just like, they're trying to kill this place when it's already like struggling. So a bunch of us would go to, went to a, an open um, city council meeting to speak our voices about how this fucking sucks. Oh, I remember that. They, Damn. they used this city council meeting to take all of our fucking names and put us on record and watch us. And the assistant city attorney at Green Bay um, was watching this message board. And so you would see all the, all the show listings that I would put on it. Um, it was public, but this city council meeting is what opened their, their eyes to it. And yeah, eventually they passed the law, crippled the club, it went under. We were still around. They sent, on a Monday night, we were having a show with Letterman, uh, Insurgent, um, oh, they turned 10 right. on the Might of Princes, Strong Come Ons, I believe around that show. And <clears throat> It was like some emo cops, bands from Long yeah, Island. From Long Island, New York. And the they cops, actually filmed it. The cops on showed up <laughs> before the show in the alleyway. And I I, I happened to be outside. Right. I happened to be outside now. And, and they're like, oh, we heard about a concert you're going to have today. And I'm like, yeah, what about it? It's our friends. We're having a, a party. What of it? And they're like, well, you probably shouldn't have it. I'm like, why? And they didn't really say why, just that they knew about it. They came back. Uh, Two hours later, maybe it was an hour, but it was after the show had already started. I was in the basement. They came downstairs, they handcuffed, handcuffed me. Handcuffed me. Dragged oh, me out of the I basement. Tried, I tried to block the door. They just oh, handcuffed, him. handcuffed me. It was like them. Oh, like, fuck it was, that. It had to have been like 15, 20 different pigs. And oh. they, they put me in the back of a police car right away. And they, a, one of the dudes from the insurgent touring band was filming it downstairs in the, in the basement he was filming their their tour you know whatever with his big old camera back then the cops told him to stop filming and he's like no i have a right to do this they threw him down to the ground he hit his head on an amp cut his head open blood all over the fucking floor um and once this dude that lived upstairs in a separate unit that we knew you know he was he was a friend he heard about it and he's like you know vehemently like anti-police uh, brutality which he fucking should be and once he heard that he came down fists ablazing so they arrested him um and so they arrested these two guys while i was handcuffed in the back of a police car um they ended up giving me a f uh, fines for operating an entertainment facility without a license which was based around the law that they passed to cripple concert cafe because once we were because we were entertainment that was their their ordinance entertainment facility so that one, um, 
allowing alcohol consumption without a license because once they deemed it a entertainment facility, then it was a venue and there were people drinking beer. We weren't serving it. People of, of age drinking beer. It was your um, house. And my house, like a fucking Packer party or something. Why are they discriminating against us? The, the last fine was um, maintaining public nuisance, which was because of the guy that came downstairs with his fists ablazing when I was handcuffed in the back of a police car. So ended up having to fight this with my mom's lawyer from Oshkosh, who had n- knew nothing about the uh, city of Green Bay uh, old boys network. He, he couldn't really defend me very well. He got me out of the maintaining public nuisance fine, but all the other fines stuck. And I ended up at $1,200 in fines. Um, and there were benefit shows that I did and other people did, and they raised enough money to cover all my fines and all my lawyer fees. And then we, and I split fucking town. Yeah. A lot more to be said about it, but that was, yeah. <laughs> that was and it's, very, it's very important because the, these, these three, these three gentlemen then moved down to Milwaukee. And at that time I was drumming in my father and uncle's cover band. And I was in a band called Rotting in the Sun and I couldn't just up and leave. So it took about two or three years before I could join them. So now we're caught up to 2005. Well, well, the only thing worse than the pigs are bored pigs that have nothing better to do than ruin a bunch of kids' lives. Oh, and then there's another story about what happened after we moved down here. We'll get to that one later. (laughs) Sure, sure. Hey, hey, Ben, if you want to make this a four-part series. You guys have been uh, here for... (laughs) You guys have been here for... 15 to seven, 15 to 18 years. Okay. Um, what was the DIY scene like in Milwaukee at the time when you guys got here? Hmm. Yeah, like I said, was, it was, there was, there was those basement shows. There was the monkey of, house. There was a punk, barely, Mahal. punk Mahal, barely legal. Punk Mahal was really the first venue. Eighth note. Fornicatorium was before Punk Mahal. It was Fornicatorium and Punk Mahal were kind of the first ones that, Drew us down here. Pump Mahal was like a. It was on actually Fornicatorium too. <laughs> Fornicatorium too. Yeah, it was the second one. So yeah, yeah. The first one was before our time. So Pump Mahal was like kind of a anomaly too because it was a, a a punk house that did shows that was on the south side, kind of close to Twenty uh, Ninth and National. Twenty Ninth and National, where National Liquor Bar was. Um, yeah, residential areas. That was our main jam when we lived in Green Bay. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. where we went. And then Monkey House was next door to Casey Hughes. Like 30, 15 piers. Yep. So there were some River West. There was mainly River West ones, but that, that South Side one was cool. Yeah. And then the eighth note in, in the UWM was we used to definitely like. We used to like save your money off of them. It was tight. <laughs> yeah. If you were we out of town, you got a hundred bucks. We would essentially just go there. You could smoke and you could smoke there at that time. And we would just go just shotgun beers in the bathroom. With the oh, that's pretty fun. Cool. Yeah. I remember one time Paul from Catholic Boys was just like took a bench and blocked the doors closed. He was just sitting there drinking a handle of old Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> so you can kind of see why that went under. And people are just like hitting the door. He's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, there was I mean Cactus Club has always been like the the venue the longest you know the punk venue you know like no matter what and it was yep. Circle A started right when we moved down but yeah, they they weren't really doing any shows back then I don't think but anyway yeah all, all ages there was a vibrant basement scene 
Uh, River, uh, River West Commons. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a bar that you, that used to be what Public House used to be. Yeah. And it was really easy for fucking kids to sneak in. I used to do so ideas. we would have kind of all ages. I used to do there. ideas there, and I would accept <laughs> high school ideas. Like this Rachel on record. Nice. <laughs> it's been long enough. Yeah, it cares. Fifteen years. Long statute yeah. limitations. That's like five years. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't uh was Ground Zero is about as old as then. That that place has been there. Two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah. Ground Zero fucking rules. One of the first shows there was Audacity. Yeah. Ground yeah. Zero. Ground Zero yeah. is officially the longest running punk house in Milwaukee. In the city. Yeah. Period. Oh yeah. Definitely. Of all time. Yeah, I, that I'm, first show. I know. I have a flyer downstairs. I can go find it. I'll take a pain in the ass a long time. But it was at both houses. Like our friend Ryan, our friend Ryan uh, owns the south one, and then Rob owns the north one, and it went back and forth. Like Taco Cat even played in the south. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, well, and Screaming Females played in the north one. Their second show in Milwaukee was at Ground Zero. If you need photos about any of the fucking shows yeah. we're talking about, or whatever. I- yeah, if you need evidence, <laughs> that is pretty awesome. Yeah, if you don't know about Andy Junk shots, you should you should absolutely if you're interested in any of this, any of the history, um, I I, I can simp for you, uh, Andy. Even though I'm drooling, um, <laughs> Andy Junk shots on on Facebook, um, you you should go and check it out because it it it, it, it does it it does contain a lot of our history. And Andy always had the camera going every show. If you saw him without a camera at a show, it would be a rarity, honestly. Um, and I think it, that that he is a very important historian um, when it comes to not only Green Bay but um, just Wisconsin, and it even goes beyond that because when Andy would travel, he would take his camera with him. So um, driven, driven to do it. I got yeah, it. right on. Hey, no one right on. Comply. Since then, since you guys all got to Milwaukee, like, were you guys always like? still consistently a band or did you guys take more like breaks periodically or you've always just been always been a band no not since he moved that was the last time it was like off cool. yeah it was it was two two years after after uh well five oh six ish that we formed i mean no 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 yeah we're, we're we're always in so many other bands you know it's like we don't we don't think of this band as like oh make it or break it man it's a whole fucking life it's like we're all fucking buddies we're fans no matter what we do we got to take True. some time to go on tour with another band for a fucking month we have to do this or that it's chill you know and i think that is a lot of the secret to our longevity because we're not we don't it's it's fun if it ceases to be fun we won't be doing it anymore yeah that's a good way yeah. to put it yeah, so it's you guys like, been doing it for twenty years, so it's like, yeah. you know, you trust each other. So also, also, I, I gotta say, like, it, it is inevitable that one of us probably moves away, um, uh, and and it still won't be over. Like, it doesn't mean that exactly. we're done. Like, <laughs> shit, it man. just means if that we, we, Japan, we aren't still be living close Japan. together anymore. So, yeah, sorry, guys, I didn't mean to overlap you. No worries. Yeah, so sorry. you 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 guys were, uh, yeah, you were. You've done you've done Japan a couple times, haven't you? Four, four times. Four times. Mm-hmm. Damn. What? Yeah. Tell me about. It's supposed to be like, next. Year. Yeah, I know you guys were supposed yeah. to go another time this year. 
um how like um how did uh you guys like fixate on japan over the years because of chinese telephones yeah i love we love the country love love and there was an opportunity um chinese telephones and then lefty lucy yeah i was the first band okay i'll i'll, I'll tell the tell the whole story of this so there's this, yep. this dude named yusuke he was our first japanese friend he he was talking with uh, Hideo from Chop Sockies slash Birthday Suits slash uh, Green Blue. Now is his new band um, from Minneapolis. He is a, a dude from Tokyo that moved to Minneapolis, um, and he was asking him for advice on cool places to check out in the, in the United States. And he told him go go check out Milwaukee because the vibe is very similar to what what you dig. And I'm sure he had heard you know the Modern Machines at that point too, and kind of zeroed in on that and he ended up like crashing at at the robot house which was their house um the the shrubbers modern machines guys um oh nice nice asses nice asses guys (laughs) (laughs) so he ended up crashing there for like a week and and came friends with this dude and uh then he went back to japan and um talked i believe he talked his his uh, his buddy Yoichi, uh, who runs Snuffy Smiles Records and has booked countless fucking bands since the no late effect. '80s, the first like No Effects Jap- Japan tour, like yep. is named after Snuff. You know, he booked them and like Less Than Jake and like kind of pop punk stuff. But he's also into it was it was mainly that this kind of aggressive form of like melodic pop punk that's that's really that that was really hot in Japan. You know, in in, in the late '90s or whatever. But like. He talked him into to booking or hipped him to the Modern Machines. <clears throat> he booked a tour for them. And then um, that led to a Lefty Lucy tour, which then I believe led to a Chinese Telephones tour. All bands from Milwaukee. And I play bass in the Chinese Telephones. Uh, I guess I could say at current, but we're, we're a band that definitely has broken up and have done like 10 fucking reunion shows, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I was, I was in actually... I had I had just joined the Chinese telephones for the second time. They kicked out uh their second bass player and good probably for good reason because that guy's quite an asshole now. Um but yeah, right after they they, they had a, a Japan tour lined up and then they kicked his ass out and then I joined <laughs> and got to go to Japan. And we ended up playing with a bunch of awesome hardcore bands in like Osaka. And I was like, oh my god, like wow. It would be amazing if if we could play over here. I really think like these people might like might, might dig us. So, I I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't try too hard to to leave the impression, but I definitely like gave Yoichi our records and stuff. And I was like, hey, you know, if you ever want, them, like just so you know. And and then yeah, within like a year, he was like, oh, actually, yeah, you guys kick ass. Come on over. And that was it. That is super cool. And then like best friends, like so many fucking friends over there forever, you know. Yeah. But it's just like it's a series of series of connections through through our fucking network of friends, you know. No. Love it. Oh yeah, that is that is awesome. I've always wanted to go to Japan, and uh, um, some of my uh, favorite like recent like band discoveries have been from Japan, and um, yeah. yeah, it's uh. 
it's pretty dope that like you know there's such a like thriving scene out there for sure. Show us the registrators. Fuck yeah, Ben. Ben, I I I wholeheartedly believe that you should go to Japan. Uh, it's it's it's, it's really going to like open your eyes to a lot of things, especially how clean they are. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it like I've heard. There's no there's no fucking litter. The There's people, no garbage cans either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Um, yeah, people are evolved enough to not fucking throw trash on the ground, but yet, not uh, they don't place receptacles where. Uh, so you got you're walking around with a bunch of trash in your pocket. You always have pockets yeah. of trash. Yeah. <laughs> pockets are trash cans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only the only trash cans that are around are trash cans that are like recycling bins that are next to to the vending machines because i think the the state makes the vending machine like the soda corporations and beverage corporations pay for these little things you're not supposed to put trash in and nobody in japan puts trash in there because that's a no-no you know (laughs) those are fucking trash (laughs) but yeah ben ben you need to go out there for for real i love to the, the, the would, culture uh, is amazing, and the the people are, are are friendly as fuck. I've been I've been there 10, eleven times, I think. Now. Oh, well, Starting yeah. to not remember which rules. Yeah, and he's yeah. definitely the the uh, resident uh, champion on knowledge of of Japan, and uh, uh, he's definitely taking the most trips out there. So certainly, yeah, oh yeah, Good. love it, love to love to hear it, love to see it. So tell me about um your guys' uh, most recent record. Not my tempo. Um, oh yes. When when I first uh, like saw that title and listened to the record, I thought like, did you guys get this from Whiplash? The movie? The, yeah, that, that you I fucking a Whiplash, dude. That well, movie, and, and because we all out. watched it, we all watched it on a plane to Japan, our second trip there. Not all of us. Not all of us. We just recently realized that Andy had never seen this. But uh, that, that's, that's a, hard, it's really a hard movie to get through. It's a it's a harsh movie. I love it. it. Is. Good, um, I got, now I got to watch it, I guess. Look, this, this isn't even a topic here. Um, but yeah, um, this 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 record, uh, I I really feel strongly that it's it's our best. It really is. And 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 uh one of the things that I, I, I think is uh, we keep growing. And each record is, is well, I don't know. Our first record is pretty fucking great. But we <laughs> but we keep growing. We do. We do. And, and, like, um, and we're, we're not, we, we don't become irrelevant somehow. And uh, along with what Andy said before, if it's not fun, we still won't be together. But also, I think that if we know that we're becoming irrelevant, we also won't be together. It's, it's part of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, if if we're not producing interesting and good music anymore, and we we, yeah. we somehow we, smell smell our own breath, as they say. Uh, we were coming up with good enough songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we we will cease to to exist. So. I really I really believe uh, 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 strongly that it is one of our best records. Oh, and that was recorded by. Uh, Eric Meyer, Ground Zero. Yeah, yeah, it was very, it was pretty chill, chill experience. Uh, yeah, if he's, if he's watching this, he's doing the next one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or, or unless Amos is going to do it for free. You listen to Amos. 
<laughs> Amos is totally. He's to, he's absolutely watching. He busted the. Oh. What well, one thing I gotta say? There there was a mistake on the on the record. I did write not not my tempo, not Andy. But the thing is, when we were recording, not my tempo. I could not fucking get that. Like it, it's a song I wrote. I could not get it right. And uh, I was almost in tears when I was and playing. I fucking right. <laughs> it fucking sucked, dude. I was like so frustrated. I was like, "Why? I wrote this song." <laughs> yeah, I don't what? know. It, it, that's that's all I got to say about the recording process. Most of it was that that right there that the error in 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 the notation and also the fact that I could not even fucking play it at the time. Uh, uh, was yeah, kind of I embarrassing. Did I didn't even know that. I'm finding that out just now. What? That I miscredited that song. No, you, you, I, I, I let you know, and you, you apologized. You uh, just, you just forgot it again. I forgot it again. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> who cares? I mean, I care. I'm the only one who cares. So that all being said, boys, um, what are you guys working on now? All right. Well, just like Same I mean, shit. not my tempo is like it's just kind of we we work at our own pace, and once we have enough songs, and we once we almost have enough songs, we decide. All right, what format are we, we going to do next time? But often the impetus, uh, as of late, has been Yoichi from Japan saying, "Hey, you guys should probably get a fucking record together if you want to come back again." So true. That, that, uh, old hat um, and that and the splits before it those are all like they're split releases with with snuffy smiles like we'll coordinate with them and get stuff pressed here because it's cheaper than Japan and, he kind of wants us to do it yeah, yeah we're probably going to do yeah that would be tracks. awesome that band fucking kicks it's ass really I hope so well, that would rule yeah so I mean he's he's kind of pushing us well, I mean if, if a split with that band is is possible you're seeing history here right 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 now guys <laughs> like split with that band is possible that would be cool because then we could yeah. just we could have all originals for that but he's also planted a fucking seed with with me that he really wants us to do a cover seven inch too oh yeah so i yeah, mean I it's possible that. like no matter what our next recording session is going to be a seven inches enough enough tracks for a seven inch and then a bunch of covers on top of it and then we'll probably you know if they sound good enough make a a covers seven inch a tape at the least but probably a covers only seven inch or something not so a, not anything i would have ever considered currently no. yeah exactly that's 100 him but i mean we've always done covers but we've only ever released two what? of them i believe the beastie boys beastie one boys and then, yeah, the Neo's one. And that's, that's that was on a demo tape. Yeah, I suppose that is a demo tape if that counts. Okay. Yeah. So, but, I mean, we've covered probably like 25, 30 fucking songs and we've never really recorded. So, we could just dig back on our old whatever we've done and and satisfy that. So, why not? You could fucking I, I actually think it's a great idea, yeah. personally. Cool. Um, um, Yoichi has always been kind of a forward thinker. So, yeah. uh, the fact that, that, that he requests that from us. Exactly. I mean, so much also, man. <laughs> also, no, um, uh, our fourth tour, uh, our last tour that we had, which was last year in 2019, um, he saw us pull out covers night after yeah, night. Exactly. And because we were well versed 
we were well versed for uh, uh, with them. And let's bring up the modern machines yet again. It, <laughs> it was our friend NATO's uh, uh, br uh, birthday or not birthday wedding, uh, and uh, we played uh, the, his his magnificent wedding with um, a cover band, which he ended up singing in tandem with Tabman. And uh, so we went over there fresh, knowing these songs, and we 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 kind of spiced them in because we knew we know that the, our, our Japanese punk friends would definitely know these songs and um honestly uh some of them were uh i don't know i'm getting old i'm 44 now my fingers don't work like they did at 24 which is the title of my porn tape like uh <laughs> but also they get tired as hell and listen uh slowing it down a little bit with maybe uh you know uh one of those songs is is awesome during a set and and, and it rejuvenates my my stamina so but he saw this and he was like hell yeah i think that's where it came from andy what do you think well yeah well, i mean he's seen us play so many times here in the states and there um but yeah and, and seen us play many covers but perhaps perhaps that did did kind of in, inspire that um yeah because nato asked us to play like songs that that he enjoyed like that that he knows like us like especially us i don't know if like it was necessarily tony style like it's like like late 70s early 80s killed by death kind of stuff and like a 60s garage song and and whatnot like just songs that nate loved listening to with us back in the fucking day so it was like he knew we'd nail him but they were kind of left field for stuff that we would choose to play ourselves so like we were fresh off his wedding and last time we toured japan we had those in our back pocket so we just whip out these these songs and probably kind of surprising so yeah it yeah and he was like i i really like it when bands do a uh, uh cover concept seven inches oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe yeah. maybe you should oh. <laughs> oh yeah well i'm looking forward to the next recordings um get it. thank you ben yeah and i uh, also oh. am aware you guys are uh, you have shirts on the way right some uh, Rosie. Hello, Rosie. Hi, Rosie. My daughter, Rosie. Oh, Rosie. Yeah. So, I, I yeah. So you guys are you got some shirts in the works, right? We got shirts we got ready right now. Way too many shirts. Cause okay, uh, I'll buy one off of you. I just got my I just got my unemployment benefits today. So. Fuck yes! No, we have uh, uh, too many shirt. shirts um, because I just bought a whole bunch right before COVID hit and we haven't played any shows. And uh, I'm not really good at like, I don't know. We put stuff out, but we're not really good at pimping ourselves and marketing and stuff because like, I don't know. Fuck that. I shouldn't have to talk about a fucking crew, yeah. whatever the fuck it is. Like, True. so we have a lot of records that we haven't sold. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we just throw them out on our fucking table. We're not here to tell you how awesome they are. All my but other bands' records are on sale. Check, check, yeah, check them out on Bandcamp if, if you like them. Uh, yeah. Throw us a bone. We appreciate it. Oh yeah, you got it. Invested too much in those t-shirts. <laughs> I, I I hear you. Yeah, I lost money on my. I lost money on my own t-shirts, so I get it. Um, Eric, while you're here. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit of give us a Habitat for Insanity update? Yeah. So we're actually supposed to go on tour both in Japan 
in April. This he was gonna have us come back this year. And uh obviously it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Cause this shit ain't going away. But yeah, we have two records for sale. There's some shirts left. I updated all the Bandcamp stuff. If you go on Bandcamp, you can buy it. Or just text me, whatever. Four on four seven oh four two nine two one. Phones on the flyers, dog. <laughs> and then um, yeah, text me. <laughs> what's going on with uh, peroxide? Uh, we played yesterday. Uh, we didn't record anything new recently, but that'll happen. There's like a lot of new songs. We, I mean, all the bands have been practicing about once a week ish. It was Joe. It's Joey Turbo's birthday right now. Yes, happy birthday. Joey. Yes. Happy birthday. Yeah, Joey. Happy birthday, doggy. So we played last night or yesterday afternoon, right after the Packers game, like at oh, three fifteen or something. Hi, Claire. Shout out to Claire. Shout out to Claire. <laughs> Shout out to Claire. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yo. <laughs> Cheers. And that's um, yeah. That's about COVID it. Pod, y'all. Yeah. Um, well, dope. Uh, yeah. I mean. I uh, I look forward to uh, yeah. all the all the new stuff. I know uh, you guys did you you did a show for uh, your birthday too, like a month month and a half. Yeah, at Kazubes, Kazubes Park. Yeah, isn't that Stone like Island. a ass park or something? Or the, the smallest park in Milwaukee, and quite possibly the smallest park in the United States. Maybe what is look it up. I don't know. Find me a smaller fucking park than Kazubes. But yeah, we we played our first show in like six months and probably our first our last show in the next six months yeah outside in a very spacious park with a bunch of punks yeah. it was great generator yeah. shows where it's at right now i want to get most people pick. there were were uh were, were health conscious too which was oh yeah it was nice to see i yeah, started out without my mask on and then i put it on at the end like i knew i wouldn't be able to fucking i i'm i play pretty hard and i i breathe pretty hard when I'm playing so I knew I wouldn't be able to pull off but then I was like oh people are getting too close so I put my mask on like for the last quarter of our set and it was so fucking hard to breathe oh my god <laughs> you did Ooh. I did Ooh. not I did not have my yeah. mask on while I while I played that <laughs> yeah. was just a, yeah, I'm sorry but that's it's just not gonna happen while I yeah, play. there wasn't, wasn't every other play. aspect of life but not oh, yeah. it's the sewer it's... you shit your pants on the sewer island no I shit my pants <laughs> in my band oh my god that's right uh, uh-huh. I, took I, I didn't learn that until later. That's uh, yeah. that's that's some funny, funny stuff, Ed. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, it happens, guys. Well, no matter no matter what band uh, you're playing, and Eric, I always have a good time at your shows, and uh, look forward to what you guys come up with next. Of Thanks. course, you bet. Keep doing dumb shit. I love you know. I miss <laughs> dumb shit. I really miss dumb shit. Um, I do uh, too. I, I, I want to give a quick shout out to Matt Glassell, um, our good friend. Yeah. For just um, making something out of nothing with the Riverwest Arby shows over the summer. Just so you know, the last thing that he said was, I'm going to go to sleep for 20 hours. <laughs> I, be- I believe it. We dropped him off. Actually, we were in the line at Miller Park to get COVID tested and he passed out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I did that. Uh, this past Monday, and it, 
that line is fucking it took two hours brutal. yeah it's fucking brutal we played three games of cards no two games of cards nice. and then during the second one he fell asleep cribbage <laughs> yeah hell tony, yeah cribbage tony are you uh are you playing in any other bands right now no not currently but um you'll you never know you never know um i mean i've tried i've tried but uh, it, nothing lines up perfectly. And uh, we don't know young people anymore. So uh, sometimes some... <laughs> you do, Eric. Yeah, that's fine. But <laughs> I don't really know uh, many young people anymore. So uh, the options are very limited to who I can ask for uh, one thing or another. I, uh, uh, you never know. You never know. I, I do want to uh, start a band with my friend, and, and musical soulmate Tim Triplett. Um, I just uh, the tape. you should say that. What's that? Oh my god, Tim Triplett. Yes, we need to pimp this. Ben, you should interview him. Um, we were gonna play absolutely. A tap at Amber guy. Yeah. Amber hey, guy. Get me in touch. COVID. Tim. Tim's um, minor threat. Trigger on the new no, Prunalog no. Susan. He called it a different thing this time. Do we call it Prunalog Susan? No, it's called okay. Dick Sore. Right. No, it is called Prunalog Susan. It's called Prunalog Susan. Oh, but the, the label is Dick Store this time. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. so I the weird. Label, so. Okay. Andy, Andy, are you playing in any other bands right now? Um, Man, Chinese cell phones keep talking about, like, practicing and stuff. We don't have a drummer that lives locally, so. We were, I mean, it's, it's uh, we want to. Still looking for someone that could actively play drums for us, and we'd probably get together. But otherwise, um, not currently. No. I'll still, I'll still tag. Uh, you, are you on Bandcamp? Chinese telephones? Probably. It's probably on Spotify or something. Too. Okay. I'll, that, I'll, that I'll tag it. I'll All tag it. Um, tab. Um, but no. But come here. No. Tim Triplett. <laughs> ah, trigger on the dark. Prunelog Susan. Uh, minor Threat Covers EP is, is on YouTube. And everybody should fucking check it out. It's like Tim's interpretation of the first minor threat ep oh hell yeah that's awesome. and honestly honestly you gonna just check out tim triplett's life like yeah. uh yeah. He, he is he is one of the most interesting people that would never ever amplify his life that exactly. needs to be investigated right. if that makes any sense he would never yes. ever broadcast right. yeah. his life i know he, i know in fact, he's against it he's 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 against that that type of shit but but i believe that he needs to be asked questions and um because he's you know he's a little bit of an introvert and but like he has done so much in his life and i i've i've you know he's been one of my best friends since i've been like 17 years old he is my longest running best friend and he and andy is absolutely correct he should have i mean ben i know i know i saw a post from you recently that said that you might be winding this down if you can, and if you have, you know, hey, enough time, uh, I, please, okay. please let him, I, let him I have a mic for a little bit, because he, yeah, no, no one else I know would, would, uh, would, would, uh, would maybe just delve into yeah. his. Yeah, no, Tony, I will, I will clarify that when I made the post, I, I do mean that, you know, the the show will never be over. You know. Okay. Like, All right. Yeah. Like Wonderful. I, I'm just gonna take like a couple months hiatus. <sighs> okay. All right. All right. I just I, need it. Yeah, I just I need a break, but but eventually I understand that so much. I yeah, really, but, really do. Yeah, but let me connect me with him. I'd love to talk to him. Yeah, I will. 
I'll, 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 I'll direct, I'll, 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 I'll link you to him. That'd be great. Tab, last thing I wanted to talk about before we close out here. So you are Tab Man. You just had a Milwaukee Record article uh, talking about um, your being the, a, a, a savior, an agent, if you will, uh, to preserve uh, the, the Tab Cola. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about how that started? And uh, yes, you got the whole case here. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about, yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, that, that's the most topical thing that's been happening sure. with me lately. <laughs> uh, this is the only band I'm playing with currently. Uh, there we go. One more. Let <laughs> see one more. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. This this came. Whoa. Oh. Cable's gonna flip over. <laughs> <Jeez. That's fine. laughs> um, I'll spot this. This came today. I was scared. I was never going to have. Uh, there were there were two two cans left in my fridge. Uh, at when they just when they announced that they were discontinuing, so I was freaking out, and I was able to find some online. Uh, luckily. So we've got a little bit of a surplus here now, but yeah, uh, this has been going since I was in high school. Yeah, we got. I drink I, more I, tab than tab. <laughs> he probably does <laughs> because he drinks more whiskey than I do and uses it as a chaser. So it's a very good chaser. It's a great chaser. Uh, yeah, um, since high school, I latched onto it. It became a, like. The band I mentioned earlier, Supermillions, like we all had our own like different aliases and stuff. I chose Tab as my like persona. It's tab? it's stuck. You have the tab right here. Oh, there you go. Nice. There you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's stuck. Um, I never loved my like real name. And and uh, so so it's 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 stuck my entire life, um, and yeah, this is this seems like the most serious that Coca Cola has been about discontinuing it in my lifetime. There have been a lot of scares over over the years, but uh, you know they made it official. They're they're going to discontinue, and they're being super uh, super uncooperative. So. If any, if anybody wants to reach out to Coca Cola, contact your local bottler. Maybe we'll just start home brewing it. Yeah. Give us the recipe. Quit holding out. Yeah. Hey, yep. shout out to Tab Cola. Is there any link I can post uh, in the description where folks can uh, patronize uh, Tab? That's it. You can't anymore. You, you just you can't. can't. You can't mm -hmm. order it. Like I'm I was lucky, I was lucky enough to just I a good my good friend Nikolai uh, who just moved to was in the band Carolina, who was in a band called Tab. In, in this moment, um, I did write a song about um, Tab Man's real name. It was in a band called Truth Dealer, and it was actually it, it, the, the name of the song is is his real name, which is the irony. But um, that was in it, Orange Cubes. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't an Orange Cubes cover, but it it, it um uh and, and that's right. It, it, there's another band that that we've been in. That was Tabman Eric and I, 
switching around uh, different things. It was an alternative to blue balls, which is, like I said, Ben, if you want us on for a four-part series, we'll, we'll, we'll take part. We, we have, we have oh, fucking yeah. story, stories for fucking days. We have but, a lot um, of stories and a lot of drinking to do. Right, exactly. But uh, uh, yeah, the, the chorus of the song is, don't call tab men, you know what. And, and uh, it's a chant. It really is. It, and it's a mantra for life. You need to forget tab man's real name, if you know it. Okay? <laughs> unless, unless you're in some sort of business capacity, fuck off. Call him what he's called. His name is Tab Man. That's who he is. And that's his essence. And I get pissed when I hear his real name. And that's why when Eric called me out at the beginning for, re, uh, you know, our friend Magoo. Yeah, he said uh, Magoo's real name. That was bullshit. Yeah, I know it was. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. when your parents call you that, you know it's going to be on your fucking tombstone. Hey, that's yeah. what the color is doing. Hey, you know what? At least I admit it was bullshit. I was wrong. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Yo. All right. So uh, as we're closing out here, boys, there's four of you, so let's just uh, – we'll, we'll keep it short and sweet. So everyone, uh, it'll, it'll be a little bit of a speed round. Um, I ask everyone the same questions as we uh, are on our way out. Eric, All right, Eric will serve you. Um, Eric, what keeps you up at night? Uh, drugs. Drugs. That's actually Joey Turbo's answer when he was on the show. That makes that <laughs> nice. Checks out. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, big happy birthday. Andy, what keeps you up at night? Scoliosis. Oh yeah, that sucks. Sorry to hear that. Um, uh, Tab, what keeps you up at night? Anxiety and uh, last night it was actually uh, some sort of rodent crawling around upstairs. Oh, uh, that's not good. Your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I think. Uh, and the pending uh, doom of Tab Cola, of course. Right? Yeah. So that keeps. Yeah. All, yeah. Also, if anyone finds any Tab, get at us. Any of us. Uh, Tony, what keeps you up at night? Uh, YouTube. Um... <laughs> Netflix, my boner. Oh God, Eric, what puts you to sleep? Masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Andy, what puts you to sleep? Alcohol, THC, tizanidine, melatonin. <laughs> Um, sex. Lots of it. There you go. That's a good cocktail. <laughs> Every night, bring it on. Okay, this is probably the reason I stopped drinking so much of this. Because like, <laughs> Tab, what? There's a lot of caffeine in it. Tab, what puts you to sleep? What puts you to sleep, Tab? Man, no. Uh, a shot. <laughs> And uh, chasing with more alcohol. There you go. Um, Tony, what puts you to sleep? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a combination of everything that all my friends in this wonderful band have said. That's I, don't, I don't need to reiterate, man. Uh, like, I, think, I think everything that, that, that has been said has put me to sleep. There you go. Well, boys, thank you so much for being on the show. This is a lot of fun. Uh, have a great time hanging out with you guys always. And, uh, yeah, uh, I look forward to uh, another Holy Shit show in the future. Uh, once shows are soon again. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, 
let's uh here's to getting through this hellscape together because uh i miss music i miss diy shows i miss all of it and uh so yeah. everyone watching i uh, will be tagging holy shit and uh Woo! all uh, uh assorted bands and uh stuff that these guys are involved in yeah uh, thank keeping you. up eric will give you a file of all the fucking 72 bands he's been Go listen to Downside and Blackout. Fuck yeah, Downside and Crossed Out, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's drink some hams sometime soon, Ben. Let's you. drink some hams very yeah. soon. Yeah. Now, 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 now that I've met you, let's uh, let's drink gin and fucking Blackout. Drink it. Drink anything you got. I'm not picky. Um, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.